You're listening to Think. It's like think, but with an M instead of an N, so it's Think, a podcast for learning, an educational-ish podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Rue, and with me, as always, is your co-host, your other host, your also host. Other titles um, to be determined. Yeah, patent pending on some of those titles. Paul Vine. Don't get it. Hello, it's me, Paul Vine. I'm here. Um, we got a, a fun week, I think. We got a, we got a real fun week. Uh, this is episode ninety, uh, the ninetieth one of these that we've done. We're mm-hmm. we're getting up there. We're uh, uh, Nick, we're mature. You, before we get into, there's two anniversaries I want to shout out okay. right now. Yeah, one is today. Do you know what happened fifteen years ago today? Fifteen years ago, so that would have been. Okay, not nine eleven. Two two eleven? I don't know. Um, it involves two three eleven kind no. of. What is it? Go ahead. I don't know. Um, Mister Mister Nicholas Cheney, uh, former vice president, uh, did shoot a man while they were hunting uh, oh, quail. I believe. Yeah. I believe. So it is the fifteenth anniversary of uh, Dick Cheney shooting that man in the face, and then that guy apologizing to him for it. Um. So that's a fun anniversary. All right, let's get let's get some uh, some cheers for uh, for Dick for old Dick for old Nicholas. Um, and then the the second anniversary here um, is actually uh, more personal. Do you know what happened five years ago? Technically, you, yesterday you five shot years that ago. guy in the face. No, <laughs> yes, I did. I, I finished the job. Uh, Dick still owes me money. But then no. Richard Gear represented you. You dolled yourself up and you got off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did legally tell and I've, sexually. I faked a pregnancy, um, not my own. Um, no, five five years ago, February tenth, twenty sixteen, was the inaugural episode of this podcast. Oh, for real? Yes, I found that out because five years ago, I uh, shared the post about it on Facebook. The very so first a, post <clears throat> with this Casey. Is- this is the five-year anniversary of the first episode yeah. of Think. Wow. Five-year and one day, technically. Five-year and one day. Wow. A, po- a podcast has come, A, extremely far, and at the same time, not nearly far enough. Not at all. Five years? That's crazy. Five, five years and 90 episodes means we're averaging, uh, let me do the math real quick, 18 episodes a year. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we, we, we put about fair, a month's worth of work into each episode, don't we? <laughs> to be fair, we did not stick with anything either because I didn't even come on to this podcast until episode nine, ten. Yeah, nine or ten. Uh, they're they're all on the Patreon. They're all on the Google Drive on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then so they the can't they can't format be found. changed wildly around episode twenty, I think. Yeah. Well, so it first started, and um, we did little riffs of of just pitching new podcasts. Mm-hmm. every few minutes and then i tried to do like a segmented thing like uh mm-hmm. this week is crazy and then um uh, how do you how do you feel about that i tried to write jokes about the news and then um i tried to write jokes no i actually sat down at my typewriter uh, in my bathtub smoked a cigar popped some ritalin and tried to write jokes and it just wasn't good for my heart I, so while, i gave up yeah comedy. while nick was Nick was doing that. I was taking our young son out to the hedge maze 
and exploring that. And then I came back and uh, I tried to look at some of Nick's jokes and it was just the same thing written over and over. And then he tried to kill me with an axe. Yeah. What what was it that it said over and over? I said all all jokes and no no jokes makes Nick a joke boy. It was very bizarre. I didn't, all all jokes like, and no jokes make Nick a joke boy. Yeah, that's right. I'll have to find that so, notebook that has that written down all those times and, and then post that times. online for, for everybody to see. Because it's true. All mm-hmm. jokes and no jokes make Nick a joke boy. So um, that's why you were really pissed about that movie coming out. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Two years ago. <laughs> a year and a half ago. Uh, where um, he said, I'm going to become the joke. Oh, you're that, like, that's me. That was two years ago? That was 2019. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, someone's going to get jokerified later on in this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into that. We're going to get I, into I just there. thought I'd. I well, thought I'd open with that. Yeah, because we, we went from that that we did some some riffs, and then I think one of the first episodes you did was um, we did Obama's top ten like sci fi movies, sci fi movies. Yeah, yes. we went through that. Then we did three Alex Joneses and a baby with Michael, mm-hmm. which is just uh, probably the peak of this podcast <laughs> for sure. I feel like we've never really got back there, but you know, it's it's hard. It's it's hard to find a new a new thing that um mm. that is just pumping you know the it, it, we're no longer pioneers you know we don't our hearts got smaller our blood mm-hmm. started pumping slower yeah we aged rapidly that's the thing about jokes is that as you age they get worse that's why all dads are not funny all da- <laughs> all dads are not funny a d n f all dads not funny yeah all dads? A da- a, no a funny. Daf- a, a, a damf. A damf. A damf. Um, yeah, and then we, we settled into the, the learning thing, and it's kind of shifted a little bit since then, but the basic format has been there since, like, episode 24, 25. Yeah, well, because then we used to have competing educate-offs, mm-hmm. and um, back when then when we had Harold, and um, then people... R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Rest in power. Um, and then <clears throat> then we heard people say, you know what? It's really good, but you just you, you brush over a topic too much. We'd like you to spend more time. Now, why don't one of you pick a topic? And we said, okay. And then they stopped listening. And then we found out that it's much harder to fill like a whole hour to an hour and a half with, with a, a, one thing. Right. Or, or the, the other feedback that we got from my father which was that uh sometimes we would just kind of go off on a tangent mm-hmm. and and lose track of literally everything for yeah. roughly an hour we don't we don't do that anymore yeah we are always on topic all the time what's this episode about um what did you title it you say <laughs> it you typed it oh boy <laughs> but buddy i'm gonna have to open that up because i it's a lot oh yes oh yes oh yes they both oh yes they both reach for the gun the gun the gun that's right um this uh this this so we're talking about the bruce springsteen super bowl ad <laughs> and the subsequent news around honestly i feel like i feel like something's <laughs> like something's rigged right because like jeep did pull that commercial it's impossible yeah. to find it. You can't find it now. It was it's a bad so commercial, and I just it's an awful commercial. Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, Steve Van Zandt called a favor in and was like, "We gotta get, we gotta get him off, 
We got to get them all. We got to get it off the TV. Remember that time you did one shot of tequila and then you got arrested? Uh, it's good. The commercial is great. Uh, it's it's Bruce it's Springsteen talking about like it's just a Jeep driving around. You don't even know it's Bruce unless you recognize his voice like Nick. Uh, and he's just like, America used to mean something. It's like there's a uh, little chapel is- in the dead point, the center middle of the country. It's a tiny little shitty church. But, you know, churches used to mean something. Now, I may be a guy from New Jersey that spent my whole life playing in bar bands. But now I got a cowboy hat and a Jeep without doors. And you're going to go with that. Am I a country guy? No. Did I write an album about country guys an album ago? Sure. I don't know if Jeep's not paying that much attention to my styling or if I'm just one of those middle-aged guys that's kind of going through that thing where I want to be a cowboy now. To, to be fair, to defend Bruce Springsteen wearing the cowboy hat, the first Bruce Springsteen album I listened to in its entirety was Magic, which is kind of like a cowboy album. That was like his like yeah. most country Americana album by far at that point. And that was like mid-2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, it sucked. He, he, yeah I, don't like, I don't like Magic. My mom likes Magic. It's really like uh, Bruce's return I, I to uh, I, Arena Rock. I don't like it. I haven't gotten into it. Uh, he makes like a rabbit come out of a hat fucking sucks <laughs> hated that he cut a lady in half yeah. that's rude you don't do that he that's did that mean. weird collab with Penn and Teller mm-hmm. he, he had a he ate a tiger a whole tiger and made it disappear the last the um, last album I actually like from his original shit is um, the ghost of Tom Joad it's a good album and then throughout the 90s I don't really care don't and like then, um, we talked about that on this podcast like, yeah. well and you like Tom Joad don't you um, I like Tom Hate Jode. My least favorite book of the Bible. Nice. <laughs> Stupid joke. All right. Stupid joke um, already. Anyway, Bruce Bruce got arrested for uh, as best as so. Well, the so he did the me, Jeep. He did the Jeep ad, and then everyone yes. was like, "That ad's pretty fucking lame." Like everyone it, was just like, nobody you, liked it. No, one, no <laughs> one liked it. It wasn't good. It was like, yeah, it was like Biden's campaign wrote it for him. And it's just like nothing. He picks up dirt and drops it on the ground. And he's like, this is the soil we all stand on. And like I said, Bruce Springsteen's not, um, not, not, not never has been the smartest guy, but he's got a lot of enthusiasm, charisma, and he's got some neat little sayings. Um, I like the, um, and in the end, uh, nobody wins unless everybody wins. That's a good one. Um, but he started writing really corny lyrics, and I think uh, the corniness really comes out in that that commercial, and it's just fucking trash. But then, um, mm-hmm. then like uh, two days later, I woke up, and then you said Billy Joel's better than Bruce Springsteen, and I said you eat your fucking words. And then you sent me, a, I didn't, a, you sent me a link <laughs> that said that, okay? And I was yeah. like, oh, I got a fucking. I'm done with this podcast five five and done that's what i say five years and i'm out i can't i can't share a fucking screen with this guy anymore but then you're like no these uh these people found out that uh uh bruce springsteen was arrested for a dwi which you know billy joel's never had any problems with alcohol okay <laughs> okay but this is my my theory here mm-hmm. is that this this is i need to get the record straight my theory here is that bruce springsteen's lyrics have always been more political or at least political adjacent um mm-hmm. he's much more willing to talk about like unions or at least this like weird idealized form of unions and like working in a factory and how um, life in america sucks whereas billy joel 
is all about like getting your dick sucked. That is everything Billy Joel has ever mm-hmm. written about. He is horny. Um, sometimes he's poignant and horny, but he is incredibly horny and like he channels all of that into drinking and driving. And he's not allowed to operate a car. <laughs> There's a reason that Billy Joel is not is doing the really commercial. I'm pretty sure he is banned from driving in the okay. state of New York. Yeah, that checks out. That seems right. And you know, I like Billy Joel's music. Like I said, it's um, it's definitely more. It's f- probably more fun. It, like a lot of his songs are pretty fun. I like scenes from Italian restaurant. Scenes from Italian restaurant's a great song. Uh, it, it's a song that, um, besides Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf, which was literally written by a like musical uh, uh, composer, like mm-hmm. a guy who writes for musicals. Um, it is probably the go-to, like, this song belongs in a musical because it does the, like, rapid changing of styles mm-hmm. that people associate with a lot of uh, musicals. And my theory is that online people, Zoomers, <clears throat> like Billy Joel because it's show tunes adjacent and they like Hamilton. They like musicals. That's where we're getting so much attention with this uh, with this uh, lesson yeah, the plan Zoom- that we've Zoomers been doing. love They're this podcast. They're all over us. Yeah, you should, we're trending on TikTok. Um I put I put the episodes like the full length episodes into short TikToks. So there's like uh, uh, hundreds of TikToks that we've we. We should just put our podcast record. over Kook Slams. We <laughs> that Kyle would watch it. We should. That's how we get Kyle to watch it. Is if we just like replace the audio from Kook Slams with I'll this get, podcast. I'll get Kyle to send me some Kook Slams, and then I'll edit that just as kind of a test, and then I'll run a, another billboard ad just to see if we can. Uh, get that it works on multiple levels because sometimes when we make a joke and it's not funny which rarely happens um that's kind of like when somebody uh is like trying to jump off a tree and then gets eaten by a tiger or, yeah which, uh, which uh, never happens to us except when bruce Springsteen ate that tiger um but yeah so then the news came out that um back in what was it uh, september bruce springsteen was uh, uh, november november okay bruce springsteen was um arrested on a DWI initially, charge? Yeah, initially the story was just he got arrested for uh, driving while intoxicated. And I said, that doesn't sound right. That's not the Bruce Springsteen I know. Bruce Springsteen. Nick, I know. Nick grew up with Bruce. I grew up with, you know, back in Ashbury Park, back in the Jersey days, he was saying, hey, you guys can be in my band, but you can't do drugs. Okay, you can mm-hmm. drink a little bit, not too much. You don't drink too much. Because his dad was a mean drunk, and he, he's got... If you watch the old concert footage, he'll just stop in the middle of the song while the band plays, and he'll just kind of, like, have a little therapy session to the audience where he just kind of talks about how uh, shitty his dad was and how drunk his dad was. So it's like, that's not that's not the fucking Bruce I know. He doesn't drink that much. If he's drinking that much, something's wrong. And then we got a little another little tidbit of information that he was arrested in a park. It was, yeah, a park. Driving... Mm-hmm. Um, a motorcycle. a motorcycle and then more news came out i'll defer to you on that uh it feels honestly this whole thing feels kind of like you're playing a game of clue <laughs> you know and you're like uh you're just trying to piece together what happened because it's like he was drinking while driving all right shit that's not good it was in a public park wow bruce why are you driving in the middle of a public park <laughs> and then they're like uh his blood alcohol content level was 0.02 and everyone's just like doing the math and like that is not that much that is a quarter of the legal limit and they're like well it's a federal park and i'm like oh what is happening and then it came out like yesterday that what happened is he was riding 
some people stopped him to get like a photo with him and they offered him a shot of tequila and he was just like i'm not driving currently i'm incredibly sober i don't want to be rude i will take this uh, he why he's talking like uh uh yogi, yogi bear, bear. <laughs> uh he he's in a public park he I'm likes just, to talk uh, like i'm just your average arena rocker I'm a, I'm a drink of the tequila. And now it's weird. What the fuck accent. is that? I don't know. All right. I lost let's, it. Let's stop anyway, the point is, he, he took a shot of tequila, a cop saw, and then was just immediately like, I'm arresting you. Yeah. Um, there's no arrest report, I believe, uh, is what I read. Uh, so it literally is just a cop being like, I saw you drink that tequila. I'm going to arrest you. Um, reasons that are unclear. <laughs> And, and there's a lot, there's like a lot of, of things there, um, just like nuances that I'm curious about. One, like the, the the group, you know, you see Springsteen on a motorcycle, you flag him down, like, hey, can we get a photo with you? And you're like, should I offer him a shot of tequila? I'm going to offer him a shot of tequila. Uh, I, a shot of tequila, right? I don't think that that's weird because uh, when I was in Chicago for the Pride Parade uh, back in 2015, John and I decided to walk from Boys Town, mm-hmm. you know where Boys Town is, yeah. uh, to the United Center to go see U2 because um, we had tickets. So we got incredibly drunk um, Yeah, bro, you, Boys you, Town. We were walking through Boys Town to Wrigleyville on Pride. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it, you'll get arrested if you don't drink. Well, but it was the thing where we, so we were, we were um, not blackout drunk because I remember the whole thing, but we were very tipsy and we had mm-hmm. to, and it was hot because it was the middle of summer. So we stopped on a stoop. Uh, it could be about both. It's both. We'll get to the musical, uh, but we stopped at a stoop. Uh, and a, a group of people from the suburbs of Chicago were just like, You guys are cute. You want a, a shot of Jaeger? And they just pulled a bottle of Jaeger out of like their back pocket. And we were You're like, right. So Let's Spring, keep this party going. Springsteen's cruising by, by on his motorcycle. Some people flag him down and say, hey, boss, you're cute. You want a shot of tequila? <laughs> and he said, let me turn off my motorcycle and do a shot of tequila. And then woo, 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 woo. Then the cop pulls up and is like, I don't want to do any paperwork, but you're going to have to come with me. Yeah, that seems to be it. Do you think the cop just like hated Springsteen? I. It's either he hated Springsteen. You think he's like a you think he's a Bon Jovi guy or like a Mellencamp guy or like his his wife's uh, real into Springsteen and he was like, "Honey, guess what? I rested today." That fucking um, <laughs> that yeah, fucking, he, uh, he he just wanted to appear really cool fucking in front Jersey of his wife. boy. Like, you always like, fucking I arrest. Well, that's the thing, right? Because the end result of this, now that all this information has come out, is like the cop looks bad. <laughs> all cops are bad yeah. <laughs> like like we start start from there yeah. but this cop in particular is really bad and now if they find out who that cop is new jersey the whole city of new jersey <laughs> is fucking is, coming for him. is gonna get him um yeah it's fun that the way it worked out is um bruce springsteen's terrible fucking jeep commercial is scrubbed from the entirety of the internet and mm-hmm. um it just turns out like cops are dicks it's just another example that even to bruce springsteen cops are fucking assholes I mean, uh, somebody made a What's the, the don't don't pull me over in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. There's a line in here. So. That's it. You got it. Hey, speaking of cops and drinking and, and um, um, bands with Chicago. saxophones in them and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's get into um, what the M and theme is for this week. Musicals. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna Macago. say that every other week. And yeah, so this is about um, Chicago, the musical, which I didn't know fuck anything about. Uh, and now I, I know a lot about. Okay, Nick's an expert. Uh, here's what I know about Chicago, the musical. I was pretty sure it's what all that jazz came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a ladies in jail. Yeah, a lady, a, jail, a lady for <coughs> a jail for ladies. I didn't know about that. All I knew was Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's the one thing I knew about this movie was Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's in this, yeah. And as soon as it started, I was like, there's Catherine Zeta-Jones. She has blood on her hands. That's What's going weird, because it didn't open with her. What did it start with? It takes, like a, it takes like a couple seconds before she appears on screen. You know what I mean. Lipschitz. Cicero. Yeah. When, Sick? What's the, what's the, I don't know, Repo. We can get to uh-oh. Repo. Um, yeah. Oops. Gum. Um, with Candor no. or Ebbs, no. We have the, 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 just to be very clear up front. Um, Nick and I don't know anything about musicals, <laughs> so if you're yeah, that's what expecting we're learning. like an informed like this is musicals one hundred and one, we're we're becoming we're oh I know Bob Fosse, mm-hmm. um, and not anything about him, just that people highly respect him, and I saw one uh, video of a different choreography thing that he did that like. Um, was going around when Hamilton came out and people were trashing the like cinematography of the Hamilton stage adaptation. Um, it's not adaptation. It's that's just what it is. But the, the Disney plus thing, uh, because it sucks. We talked about that two weeks ago. So we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I know about the Bob Fosse bit. So, um, do you want to talk about the plot of Chicago? I feel like we can get into that later. Uh, the history of it's fucking fascinating. Yeah. No. Let's. I. Let's just go through it. I don't think we need to go by, by beat by beat. You know. Can we just do a basic summary? Because I feel like yeah. it builds to it. Mm-hmm. So the start okay. of it, Catherine Zeta Jones comes in. Um, we should let's let's limit uh, another podcast I listen to does five sentence summaries. I think that's great. How how close can we get this to five sentences? Five sentence summaries? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And they Ka- can be kind of run on sentences. Catherine Zeta Jones. I'll take the first one. Catherine Zeta Jones, aka Velma Kelly. Velma mm-hmm. is a um, cabaret dancer with her sister, um, but not now because she's got blood on her hands. She's disposing of a gun and her sister's not there. Sentence one. Okay. Roxy. Hart, played by Renee Zellweger, is a aspiring cabaret dancer who is having an affair that ends poorly, and now she's in jail. Um, and then, due to murder. Due to murder. <laughs> should it be very clear? There was there's a murder involved. <laughs> Her um, simp of a husband, Amos Hart, played by, in the film, John C. Riley, uh, funds uh, Billy Flynn, hotshot uh, lawyer, uh, who knows just how to pander to the tabloids, um, to be uh, her lawyer, um, to represent her. And he's already, Roxy, and he's already representing Velma, which causes a, um, a tift between the two in the women's prison when... Um, Roxy starts getting more media coverage than Velma. Period. Through machinations, Richard Gere 
Billy Flynn manages to get both Velma and Roxy acquitted of all murders. <laughs> Every murder. And then uh, they start a stage show together. Yeah. Plant. We did it five folks. It's pretty good. Episode over. Done. <laughs> That's it. Okay. So um I I think it's fascinating that Chicago, um first the first version of it, Chicago's we know the musical, um Real quick, came out in nineteen seventy five. Yes. Did they name the city after the musical? No. Okay. I don't actually Good. know what Chicago means. I actually uh, looked up recently what Chicago means, but uh, it's a flower. I think it's cool. it's a Let's plant say of some sort. Um, it's it's a plant of some sort that the uh, the the tribe that lived in that area um, referred to, and all the dumb people who showed up were just like, "What are you saying, Chicago? Cool. This is what this is now." Yeah, I'm land of sure. the stinking onions. Stinking you were way yes. fucking off. Yeah, flower. The uh, famous flower, stinking onions. Onions are like a flower. That's be- okay. That's fine. You know what? We're not going to get sidetracked by how city. much a you fucking onion. There. Well, I said Quiz I didn't on the know. History you of said you knew. what Cincinnati mean? It's named after Cincinnati. A flower. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a Roman farmer who became dictator of Rome for like wartime, and then was like, "I'm going back to my fields." Bye. And everyone was like, "This is cool." And actually, technically, it's named after the Society of Cincinnati, which named itself after. The, the the Roman farmer who was a brief uh, leader of Rome. Um, what were we talking about, Nick? You should call it land of stinking, stinking, because it stinks. What is this? The critic over here? Uh, <laughs> what? John Lovett's the critic. It stinks. Yeah, y- yeah. I'm, my, I'm familiar. That's my impression. Uh, Baba Booey. That's not. That's not from that. That's from a different thing. Continue with the the history of the city. We should have took your dad's fucking note on not getting distracted (laughs) about this. I I tried to not go down the path of what is, you know, to make that whatever. Anyway, so Chicago is loosely based on real life. And when I say loosely, pretty loosely. Um, Do you know about Maureen Dallas Watkins? I know that. People have been killed in the city of Chicago. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, she was a a journalist. A journalist slash, uh, I guess, playwright, right? Yeah, she had a really interesting life where um, she was from Kentucky, uh, Louisville-Lexton. When she was a kid, at 11, she put on her first play. Um, She was in a lot of... uh, She went to five colleges. uh, Eventually wound up um, studying... At uh, the playwriting workshop at Harvard University, uh, then she bailed because she wanted to like uh, get real life experience, basically, and um, went to uh, Chicago. She worked in advertising for Standard Oil, and then didn't like that, so she wound up being a yeah, in a bad move. Well, it's cool she left it, and then she decided to become um, a reporter for the, the Chica- uh, Chicago Tribune. No, someone else becomes the Joker later. <laughs> Okay. We got a lot of stuff to get through, Paul. You can't just I say know, words. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeez. Um, she only worked there for eight months, but there were. Um, she covered uh, death row for women, murderesses row, uh, as they called it. Uh, and there were two main um, cases of Belva Gartner, a twice divorced cabaret singer, and Belula mm-hmm. Sheriff Anan. Um, no, Beulah. Beulah, Beulah, yeah, Beulah. I named the. I I only remember that because I noted earlier to uh, Sarah, like you just don't encounter anybody named Beulah Beulah. anymore. Like I feel like I like I feel like I know like Mildred's 
Madge's like some like like classic old old yeah. names. Uh, but Beulah <laughs> feels like it disappeared. And so did she four years after the events of um, that inspired Chicago. It's a little dark, but uh, true. So, yeah, basically, Beulah was the inspiration for Roxy, and Belva was the inspiration, uh, and loosely, of course, but um, for Velma. And their lawyers became the inspiration for Billy yeah, Flynn, Yeah, they right? just got amalgamed into whatever, um, a slick-talking lawyer fly. type. They, uh, yeah, they got merged together. Supplied. So, um, yeah, Beulah is the closest, like, uh, equivalent to actually what happens with Roxy, because she did... Uh, have an encounter with a man um the story you know what was reported changed a few times but uh basically what happens in the the play the the movie is she's um ambiguously in kind of a sexual relationship that turns violent with this man yeah real quick um to to kind of go back to the film like did maybe maybe we should save this but i'm like curious on what your thoughts on like did did somebody do a crime? Did Roxy commit a crime? They, yeah, what? She went to jail. Going to jail does not mean you did a crime. I'm sorry. I mean, okay, yes, she did a crime. That's what the film's about, man. The, the film is a critique of the justice system. Yeah. What's your question? Did she? Was she wrong? I guess it's it's less of a like it was she legally did she legally do a crime and was she incorrect to have shot the furniture salesman Ro- Roxy in the movie Roxy yes okay um in the movie yeah I don't think so I think she you did don't the right think thing. so mm-hmm. I, think I mean he's a thing. fucking scumbag and the entire plo- <laughs> the entire theme of this movie is that murdering men is actually hot and they suck which is cool but not That's legal. True. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm like she did, she she did, did a murder. Do, she, yeah, she, she did mur- do a she murder. murdered him. So that is a crime. Yes. In in, in this she, situation, she killed a man. Yes. But yes. that man definitely did sleep with her under false pretenses in, yeah. in an act that uh, I, that in is modern not, light, I think, could be considered uh, sexual assault. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, uh, I would, Does it the, excuse it? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> All right, but that's what we have fucking juries for. Anyway, that's not. I think way. it's a gray area. <laughs> I uh, I don't agree. Sorry, I know this is a podcast yeah, for jokes, right, but like, fuck. like I'm just like I'm very frustrated about the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, what he did was wrong, but I don't think uh, necessarily vigilante justice of shooting him three times when he was not in a position of threatening her, as depicted in the movie, mm-hmm. is um, right. However, in real life, fucking uh, <laughs> Beulah, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. There's, it's, it's a long time ago. It seems like um, uh, Marine Dallas Watkins wasn't really sympathetic to these uh to her um at least later in life uh well she felt bad because she didn't want to sell this story we're built into that yeah right but basically uh, what happened with beulah is what happened with roxy and the uh in the movie is uh there was uh don't don't know what happened exactly um 
but she shot uh, a guy and then um just she, to watch him die she listened to uh, yeah apparently there was a fight over the gun they both reached for the gun that was a story that it turned into later that's where we got the title from um at first she said she murdered him later she said it was in self-defense she felt like she was about to be raped uh later she said that uh he was um he told her he was leaving her and then she got angry so it's really unknown uh, this is all beulah's story right yeah, this real is beulah this is yeah. real life so unclear um but what did happen was that she shot him um and then made cocktails and then listened to um a record for about four hours while he died and um that record cool. is hulalu uh it's a song called hulalu which i looked up which is basically like hot girl shit it is very much just about <laughs> like yeah it's it's about like an attractive woman um like uh from the I think the line is like, if you want to know about women, you got to ask a sailor. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Nick. Let me see. Because I, the I first version I, I listened to was by. Um, yeah, we still like an obscure dress. Sure. Um, I do have a question for you. Yes. Which is if you. We're in a similar situation where you shot a man. Oh my god, are we getting to fucking morality here when I'm just trying to get through the fucking plot? Yeah, no, let's no, get this into isn't a morality. Yeah. This is this is a fun question. If you mm-hmm. shot a man, what record would you put on? Um, and I guess like it's one song or is it a whole record? Uh, I you did this. This is, is an the, era where yeah, I think this it's is just the just 1920s. I don't know. I think they worked like fucking. Uh, okay, uh, what song would you put on Rocket Pops back hours? then, where you just bite on it and you get 30 seconds of a song? I think that's how old school shellac LPs worked. <laughs> sure. Uh, what what wax cylinder would you put on while while you watched a man die that you just shot? Um, for four hours. For four fucking hours. Uh, peanut butter jelly peanut time. Butter, yeah, the hamster dance, that's, dude. I don't know. I I, I was thinking uh, caramel dancing would be a good one. Caramel dancing. Car- caramel dancing. It's like What's caramel like a, dancing. Like, uh, it's a very catchy pop song. Just look it up. Is big big. It in the early Here's what's gonna happen. I'm eventually gonna murder you and sit for four hours listening to the Quirky Dog theme song over and over and over and over <laughs> again. Well, I just make old fashioned after old fashioned <laughs> and feel fucking that's, happy. That's the Shining right there. That's the plot of the movie The Shining. Um. Hey, all if, jokes and no jokes makes Nick a joke boy. Ooh. Um, Sandstorm is also mm-hmm. very good. Sandstorm, Sandstorm's good. I think any Euro like trance song would be very good. Um, <clears throat> like Roller Rink shit. Cotton Eye Joe. Shit. Yeah. Fucking Ooh. Cotton Eye Joe, dude. We didn't start the fire. Take it back to Billy Joel. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I did Billy Joel, I, if I did Billy Joel, the, uh, I unfortunately probably would do Vienna. Yeah, I want to hear, um the badgers song <laughs> badgers okay. uh ultimate showdown of ultimate destiny Shit, yeah it brings the fucking lean lemon demon back to your demise um god man early early, early internet mid, uh, mid-internet early internet's like 90s Shit, oh, only the good die about. young is good the best song about say don't you don't need to go to church let's just fuck Forget, forget your fucking religion. Come on, come on. What you Again, you he's read, just like you gonna read he's that. Just old, like, you gonna read that old book? Or you want to? You want to have fun time? 
with Billy Joe with old BJ. Uh, yeah, he's just like, uh, Jesus died a virgin. Do you want that to happen to you? What, you want to be a fucking loser like Jesus? <laughs> nah. you, like, you like stained glass that much? Come on, get out of here. Yeah, get over here. What's, what's her name? Come on. Uh, Virginia. Virginia. That's How lazy is that? Virgin, virgin, yeah. Yeah. Because she's a virgin. What if, he is, what if he is saying virgin? Virginia. Come yeah. on, virgin, virgin yeah. <laughs> You yeah, he's to. like, yeah, is like, uh, you know, like uh, in certain hip hop songs, people would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's that's Billy Joel's version of that. Like an just be like, yeah, yeah he's Billy just Joel's like, come on, he's like, come on, virgin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ariana Grande, that's good, yeah, we should, we should do our fucking Ariana Grande Death Grips theme remix of uh, <laughs> Only the Good Die Young featuring. <laughs> BJ himself. Oh, yeah. Shit. Great. Anyway, so Velma's fucking based on <laughs> Belva Gartner. I think that's how you say her name. Uh, she was uh, 39 when um, she was uh, seeing a, a younger man. And um, the reports with basically she entered the car, two gunshots, she left. What they found him was um, dead in the front seat of a car with a gun and a bottle of gin. Um, and nothing suspicious she's, she was that. like i got drunk with him i don't remember anything maybe he killed himself why would i kill him he's a fucking young boy and i'm a i'm a, a an older mature um themes target audience i'm a nearly 40 year old cabaret dancer i don't need do we the, have the numbers on that yeah do we, have we, we, yeah, we have a lot of former and current cabaret dancers in, Are, the, in the audience so cabaret dancers from mexico is is the closest thing I have to Mexico City, in particular, I believe, was where we were big last year, two years ago. You know, a lot's changed in two years. I don't know if you, I don't know if you pay attention to the news, man, but a lot's been different in the past two years. Ever since AMLO won, we just haven't been the same down there. It sucks. Diplo. Ever since Diplo did something, I don't. <laughs> Diplo's president of Mexico. <laughs> A lot's happened in two years, man. I don't know how to Damn. tell you this. Anyway, uh, she fucking... Uh, God, Maureen Dallas Watkins uh, covered their story. Um, I don't know. She obviously wanted to be like a, a, a dramatic writer, and the story got very sensationalized. That's what sold. That's what people wanted. Um, right, because that's all... The, the the recurring thing in the, the musical is that, like, that, that lore of, like, they won't arrest an, or they won't convict... Uh, 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 the way that I saw it phrased was a feminine or beautiful woman. Yeah. I which is know. a weird dichotomy to draw. One of the things I, I watched for research of this stated <laughs> that, um, they... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Sorry. even gonna, I'm not even gonna fucking touch how to Hell say yes. that in the chat. A lot of fun things. <clears throat> uh, Apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, they started. I I don't know if this is true, but they started like basically a beauty school in the murderess's row part of prison to try and um, appeal to the all male juries and and of the time and um, get these women off. Uh, because once again, the theme of this fucking play is that like murdering off. shitty dudes is hot. Yeah, that's it. Everyone agrees. That's the entire. I don't think this. that's the theme of the yeah. play. I feel like it there's is. some it's other me, themes nope. to play heads There's on. no satire here. Um, anyway, okay. 
Uh, she Everything re- re- is played incredibly straight. Very straight. Uh, Marine Dallas Watkins eventually uh, quit. She went to uh, Yale uh, Drama School, and for a writing exercise, she wrote uh, a play, not a musical, but she wrote a play that was originally called uh, Brave Little Women, and then um, retitled Then the sequel to... was Brave Little Women Go to Mars. Then she called it Chicago, then she called it Playball, Play Ball, and then she called it Chicago. Um, so what? It was Chicago... It, uh, changed to play ball and then back to Chicago? I think the, the working titles were Brave Little Women in Chicago. Then the first published version was called Play Ball. And then the second version was called Chicago. But now when that version is played, uh, if anyone ever performs it, if anyone ever puts it on, they call it Play Ball now. Because Chicago later turned into something uh, which we're about to get to. Um, when that play came out, it got adapted into two different movies. Um, yeah, there's there, a silent one in 27. Yeah, there was a silent one produced by Cecil B. DeMille um, mm-hmm. in 1927. And then in 1942 with Ginger Rogers, they did a very loose adaptation that I watched part of, and it's fascinating. She's innocent, right? She's innocent. It had to like it had to be a code film, so she's completely innocent. Uh, I just watched the beginning of it, but it's a frame narrative where these two reporters are uh, talking in a bar, and there's one new. There's the, mo- okay. the movie's so fucking good. It's just like the old like black and white like newspaper headline, newspaper headline, and it's just like hot woman murders shitty man. Hot woman murders multiple shitty men, and then it turns the page, and it's like they weren't allowed to say shitty if it was a Hayes Code film. Um, What was it? Is it called Chicago? It wasn't called Chicago, right? No. So this movie is called um, uh, Roxy Hart. Roxy Hart. Hart. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so it starts with these two reporters. They're covering like all these murders. There's one reporter who's new, and he's like, "I don't have the stomach for this." And then they have one old. reporter with a mustache you can tell he's got like old age makeup on and then he's at a bar and he's starting to the bartender who's um fred from uh i love lucy and uh the same actor old old character actor anyway he's like oh uh, he's getting drunk he's singing songs he's like all this murder and all these songs it reminds me of this uh the case of roxy hart you remember her then it goes back to the past and basically it's a loose uh adaptation of um the original Chicago non-musical play, which is meant to be satiric, which is meant to be an indictment of of um, sensationalism and the news and and um, how crooked and corrupt the justice system is, especially in Chicago of the 1920s. This plays it as a very uh, the problem that they've since fixed. Yeah, famously, everyone the knows non-corrupt, that Chicago is great. the non-corrupt government slash criminal justice system of Chicago today. That's what people say. Chicago, the most just place. <laughs> In uh, America, you can't spell uh, Chicago without, without hi. <laughs> yeah, without a go, which is when I got off topic <laughs> a bit ago. All right. Uh, so they did the movie in that um, she's innocent. There is a man that's murdered. She's uh, sent to prison. It, it just focuses on her. They kind of cut out Velma's character or, or downplay her a lot. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. But she's innocent. The reporter investigating it, who is a man this time, um, is finds um, out that it's actually her husband. Uh, what? Well, in the in the original musical, the the reporter that the main reporter that. You, we see is also revealed to be a man in drag. 
Oh, really? Not in the film. Yeah, not in the film. So, uh, Sunshine, Mary Sunshine, mm-hmm. the ending of the original musical is that she is revealed to be a man and is the one that, like, pushes uh, Roxy and Velma to do, like, their big cabaret duet thing at the end. Yeah, okay. Mary Sunshine. Okay. Uh-uh. That's That's all I know about that. I just happened to read that, so... Okay, I did. I I don't. I don't know about that aspect of it all. I know Mary Sunshine is um, in the uh, original play. Psych, in correct. the original play, um, where she's <laughs> a like uh, supposed to be a parody of uh, reporters of sensationalist reporters, uh, which she is in the movie too, in the musical too. I, I didn't know about that part. Anyway, and fucking Roxy Hart, uh, which is not what we're talking about, but I just want to get it out. Um, the thing that they do is that it's actually her husband that murdered the guy and is trying to pin her on it. And the reporter, um, like, finds the evidence, turns it in, basically saves her. She has to choose between, and her heart is torn in twain, between wanting to be with the reporter or wanting to be with um, one of the jurors who's a rich uh, Wall Street stockbroker. Um, she chooses the reporter we find out when it goes back to the end of the frame narrative and it's now 20 years in the future they're at the bar it turns out the guy behind the bar is the stockbroker that she chose not to go with um the bartender is yeah because he lost all of his money in the stock market crash and so he's become yeah and uh so then uh roxy shows up with like six kids in tow to pick up the old reporter and says like, honey, I'm pregnant again. And then that's the happy ending. And the reporter, the old reporter there was the one that she married. Yeah, it was the, yes. All right. Yes. And that's, that's the reveal. So that was the last adaptation. Then, um, uh, at some point, uh, Bob Fosse wanted to make a musical. Um, he approached Maureen Dallas Watkins, uh, asked her once, she he said, I want to make a musical. She said, Of course you do. No. And then he went again. And then said, she died. He, he said he <laughs> she went again. He said, I'd like to make a musical. She said, No. Then she died. Then he went to the bank and said, I'd like to buy those rights. And they said, You got it. Yeah. Kinda shitty. Yeah, kinda shitty. It makes you kinda wonder if Bob Fosse didn't murder this lady so that he could do his musical. <laughs> I think she's pretty old, man. I'm not accusing him. This yeah. is uh, he can't. Bob Fosse is, is, is past now. He cannot yeah. come after me. Um, this is just pure speculation. <laughs> yeah, I, I do mean, need if, to see more things that Bob Fosse did. Fosse murdered her. It's still a crime. I'm just saying, it's still a crime. Uh, she did another movie. She we always she, talk she, about hot girl shit, but we never talk about hot guy shit. Uh, why would we? That's um, a good point. All right. She eventually she did make a movie called The Libel Lady. Uh, she became a screenwriter later in life. She eventually walked away when I think her her dad died, and then she went to just like um, rude state wh- like at the funeral. <laughs> what he died and she just walked away. No, she left her career behind uh, after her oh, dad died okay. and went and stayed with her um, her mother, and then um, she founded contest and chairs in Greek and Bible studies. Not important. Mm-mm. And then we get into fucking Bob Fosse, which is where it gets fun. Do you have a whole lot of background in Bob Fosse? No, I wish I did. 
Okay. This is only one. We should talk buddy. about the. We should talk about the musical. Yeah. No. That's. I wanted to give the history because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. This was real life. That um, were like it was like a popular tabloid headline or like a, a popular you know newspaper story. Bob Fosse does have a posse. And then it became a play, and then it became a silent film, and then it became a like bastardized uh, Hayes Code film, and then it became uh, the musical. The Even, second longest running musical in Broadway history, beaten but e- only by Phantom of the Opera. But apparently it's not even, like, so much the Fosse version that's the, like, the original version that's the popular version. It's the, like, stripped-down revival, the, like, minimized revival that is the, like, longest running version. And the movie is a combination of both of those. Okay. Because I know Bossy was dead by the time the movie came out, but they do mm-hmm. explicitly thank him, and a lot of the choreography, my understanding, is is lifted from his initial direction. Um, which I feel like the the clip that I saw of Bob Bossy's work, um, I wish I could remember what that was from, uh, is definitely apparent in like the 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 cuts. And the the way the camera follows the the dancers, to, while also keeping in mind like what the music is, like timing it with the music, it is way more engaging and fun to watch, and also easy to understand what is happening in a way that just because it was the last thing I watched, Hamilton was not. <laughs> well, technically, the last thing I watched was uh, the 1979 Salem Slot movie, which. It's great. Well, everyone should watch that. And so, um, actually, I I do want to know more about uh, Bob Fosse. I know at some point we were talking about doing cabaret, and I think um, maybe next time or maybe next next time uh, we should do cabaret because I'd like to use that as an opportunity to look more into Bob Fosse because that is mm-hmm. a name that I've heard forever. And also, um, I think we have a guest for cabaret if if we do oh, choose cool. to do that. But. Yes. Um, God, there's so many. There's so many musicals. We could do this forever. We could just turn. I really want to do Into the Woods at some point, just because I want to rewatch that, and I know that is like literally the opposite of like of cabaret and Chicago. Yeah. Because um, it leans way more into it's comedy. It's basically comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I. And it's all like fantasy, like mythological, like cartoony, happily ever after stuff, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of making fun of every Disney princess plot ever. So it's kind of like Shrek. Yeah, it is kind of like Shrek. I guess you fucking should have told me that from the beginning. It's kind of like Shrek. You get to see both Chris's chests. <laughs> I don't remember which one. A pine is one of them. Okay. The other one is Hemsworth? Hemsworth. I think. I don't know. We can talk about that <clears throat> when we do that episode. Um, I, I, yeah, I loved, I loved this movie. I, I didn't know that Catherine Zeta-Jones or Renee Zellweger could dance or sing, sing. I, uh, I forgot they existed, honestly. And, and before we recorded this, I actually looked up cause like, did they, was this a thing where they were big in the night? Cause like, I know Catherine Zeta-Jones because of a psych joke about the movie Entrapment. And I don't. Like I'm sure it's better than knowing Catherine Zeta Jones because of a uh, entrapment joke in Workaholics, which is how I feel like a lot of people 
think of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Um, and sim- similarly with Renee Zellweger, like they're both people who like she's, uh, Sarah she's mentioned Bridget Jones. She's been yeah. Bridget Jones. Yeah, she's um, mm-hmm. she's you had me at hello. If I if I remember correctly, I thought that was Tom Cruise. No, she, Dustin Hoffman. What? Who says that? Who says that you had? She who does. Says that, she, she says that line to who? Tom Cruise, I believe. Okay, I believe that's that is Tom Cruise. Jerry Maguire. Where the fuck yeah, are you getting Jerry Dustin Maguire. Hoffman from? They're the same person. I don't know who that's offensive to, but it seems like fucking <laughs> someone, bud. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's not important. My point is, is that like I honestly forgot both of these people existed. Honestly, Richard Gere as well. Um, um, I, ne- I never Richard Gere was Richard in Gere. Hachi a Dog's Tale. Oh yeah, I like Richard Gere. I, I, I never liked Richard Gere, and I watched American Gigolo earlier this year, which is a very good movie, and uh, he plays the lead in that. And finally, I said, I think I get it. I think I get the appeal of Richard do you, Gere. I, do you understand why David Duchovny wanted? Sorry, Fox Mulder wanted Richard Gere to play him in the the X Files movie mm-hmm. and Hollywood AD. Yeah, no, it makes sense. He's great in this, by the way. I th- I think Richard Gere is wonderful in this yeah. film. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's great. I just saw her silhouette, and I was like, "Is that Queen Latifah?" And then it was, and she was great. Um, this, yeah, this film is definitely the best musical that we. When watched. Roxy first gets to prison, um, the woman that she talks to immediately, I was like, "Man, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones looks different," but it was the. Um, the actor who originally played Velma in the 1975 Broadway version. So they give oh, a little cameo okay. to the original Velma. The, you're talking about the old lady smoking the cigarette? Yes. I, I yeah, when so. she appeared on There's a lot yeah, of people when smoking she appeared cigarettes on, from this. Yes. When she appeared on screen, I went, this lady fucking rules. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess she originated the role. Or, yeah, was the original Broadway performer. Which is, I like when they do that. It's like when they did that weird version of Cape Fear and then... Uh, Robert Mitchum and the other guy, I should fucking know his name, show up. It doesn't matter. This is the probably my favorite musical that we've seen. I was uh, impressed throughout it. But apparently... Uh, the, the music is good. Mm-hmm. It's not... It is not cheesy. And, like, despite being satirical, like a, a, a satire or whatever, um, the thing that I've come... I was talking to Sarah about this, and, and I'm curious... I. I wish I knew more about musicals because I'm curious as to why the I wish Academy you did too. Awards. This would be a much better. Podcast <laughs> this would be a much more entertaining podcast. But I'm curious as to why the Academy Awards roll musical and comedy into one category. Because um, in my head, other than like Phantom of the Opera, and I guess Cats, like musicals, I've always associated them with comedy, are like funny. But that was just I think purely by the bias of like what i what musicals i heard about Um, because obviously it's a big field there's a lot of them it's a big field you gotta go into that field um yeah i i i don't know i feel like that's old hollywood stuff a lot of those award shows are so fucking outdated like beyond outdated to begin with yeah i mean we shouldn't pay attention to the golden globes or academy award anyway but yeah, I, um, I feel. Like, I just thought about it because Chicago won for best musical. I feel like that's something they probably did when they did the first award ceremony, and they're like, "We got two, we got three kinds of movies: movies about trains, we got um, dramas, and then we got 
comedies. And someone was like, what about musicals? And they're like, well, those are funny, like comedies. And then they eventually dropped movies about trains after that kind of came out of vogue. But I hear they're talking about bringing it back. There's uh, there's a... We could do that. I heard that's why... Uh, by the way, this is a Miramax film, which does feel a little icky whenever <laughs> I see Miramax Okay, now. No, no, no. Here's a fun, a fun fact. So you know who originally was supposed to play Billy Flynn? Who? Michael David Jackson. Duchovny. What? Yeah, what? originally what? Th- originally they wanted to get Michael Jackson to play Billy Flynn and Harvey Weinstein nixed it because he was afraid that Michael Jackson would uh, probably cuz he's a racist assumed uh, allegedly probably racist. Um but uh he thought that Michael Jackson would overshadow everybody else okay. in the cast. Um and this movie would be very different if Michael Jackson played that role, I think. Yeah. How I'm not entirely I, sure. So they but. actually wanted Michael Jackson. It wasn't like a Jar Jar Binks situation where Michael Jackson really wanted the role and then they were just kind of afraid to say no to him. No, what I read was that they wanted Michael Jackson and Harvey Weinstein was the one who like was like, absolutely not. That's amazing. That's I mean, to go from Michael Jackson to Richard Gere is uh, is not a that is not a leap if you put those two names next to each other i would not be able to connect them with a line at all i cannot imagine a ver- especially in 2002 maybe if they made like a version of this in the 80s sure yeah but 2002 michael jackson was i like i don't know what he was up to well past the point of just being like oh he's in movies you know, if you see Michael Jackson did something in 2002, you're not like, oh, yeah, he's getting work right now. I think he was dangling yeah. the baby out the window then. It was That's also when, like right around the time that um, Janet Jackson was in the process of getting as like basically having her career ruined by Justin Timberlake and and others. You know, was that 2002? Uh, it was around that time. It might have been it might have been 2003 or 2004. But early 2000s, I think. That was 2004. 2004, okay. So it was closer to 9-11 than it was Nibble the Janet Royal. Jackson, the Super Bowl XXX, nice, the III halftime show nice. controversy. God, what a fucking mess, man. Um, but I, So I think that... I think my favorite thing about this this musical was definitely the Richard Gere things because that is also the part that definitely leans into the most about this being a critique of like the criminal justice system. Obviously, um, the the bit about uh, parading her out to uh, give the interview out in front of the jail and then it turning into a ventriloquist dummy act, yeah, uh, where he is playing all the reporters as puppets oh that was yes that was my favorite part of the movie that the visuals Um, of that this that song was very good it's also what the title of this this episode is taken from is that is they both oh yes oh yes oh yes they both they both oh yes reached for the gun the gun the gun and i was Um, really i was really happy that like it was a little frustrating that the driving kind of narrative of this is that um it's between uh velma and um roxy who want like the spotlight who want attention on themselves and they're fighting the entire time and then you know roxy's like velma i would love to perform with you and velma's like don't you fucking touch my underwear and then um 
Velma's like, hey, you're real popular now. I want to do a little dance and do both parts of it because you could be my sister. And she's just like, and Brene Zellweger is fucking hilarious in, in that segment. There was, a, there was a moment in that scene where I thought, like, because I didn't know how it was going to turn out. So my thought was like, oh, this is going to be the Vince McMahon um, meme where he's like, interested and then like laser eyes or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but it's not that because she does she she like is not interested and then there's some things where she's like okay that's kind of cool mm-hmm. and then it ends with her just being like absolutely not what the fuck are you talking about yeah which which good. is good i do like i do like that there's like a, a um a rivalry slash hatred of each other that then, then the sticks fucking, through the entire the thing fucking payoff at the very end which is such like uh, just the I, I I love the like um it's showbiz baby aspect yeah. of that at the end where yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's just like, like it would like, never work I hate you yeah it, and she's just like that doesn't matter <laughs> she's like I only Not have important. one business where that doesn't matter and then they dance together um yeah apparently in the seventy five version at least this is what I read um in the seventy five version everything was um presented in that kind of vaudeville uh format mm-hmm. and then um it's much min- it's uh what do they say minimalistic in the in the revival, revival in the nineties but they said they combined those two by having um the like reality scenes be um in this film Gritty kind of cut realistic. in between the um, kind of fantasy vaudeville scene so you get like a little bit of the best best of both worlds yeah one of the songs that was cut is actually between velma and mama thornton mm-hmm. um called class class yes um and that was cut basically because they were not going to be able to figure out a way to to do this like it almost is um this is a funny this is a a stupid comparison or maybe a funny comparison, but it reminded me of scrubs, the the musical episode of scrubs where like the music is always just like, Oh yeah, this lady who has a brain tumor. So she just hears people singing. Uh-huh. It almost is like that where like things start to happen. And Roxy is just like, starts to disappear into a fantasy world. That is the song, you know, I, um, but I think it's done very well here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's like a weird kind of like, and there's like almost a Maholland Drive feeling uh, at certain points, which I'm sure Maholland Drive was influenced by this. If this isn't just another tale as old as time, Maholland Drive was 2001, though, right? Oh, really? Uh, I mean, yeah. But the play before the movie, I think, yeah, it has yeah, yeah. the same design. Um, suck. I've never seen Sucker Punch. I heard that was um, had some issues, though, right? Uh, Sucker Punch is Zack Snyder's uh, That's uh, right, jerk Zack off Snyder. film. <laughs> I don't know anything about that film. That's well, you know, just what I've heard. Yeah, that's his jerk off film, and now he's making an edging film, right? Isn't that what uh, Batman or Justice League, the never-ending movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that what they're making now? It's Justice League, the, Z- the Snyder Cut. The Snyder is coming Cut. out some po- some point this year, in a couple like months or whatever. Are we going to do an episode on that? Uh, probably. Do you think there's it's gonna got, be Batman versus Superman? That, I know, so we can't. It's he's it's. Yeah, he's bad. You know, and okay, so we can boo him. We'll get we're gonna get back to Chicago. Um, <laughs> I do I do want to talk about they released the photo of what this um. Mm-hmm. He got his tattoos removed. So that's the thing. I think they said he just has makeup on. 
So he's got tattoos, but he just puts makeup to cover them up, which is hilarious. Yeah, dude, like that's the most Joker shit ever, man. It's just like he's damaged, but like he still covers it up. He's yeah. got to hide the scars. That's the know? classic joke. That's what that's they fu- literally. That's literally what the fucking Heath Ledger Joker is. Is that like he puts he got the scars on his mouth and he's covering it up with the the, the makeup. The yeah. you know. You know what they say, all jokes and no jokes makes Heath a joke boy. <laughs> joke boy well he died after that movie or before that movie even came out well that's what you gotta be afraid of having jokes and no jokes so it's not um, easy being a joke speaking of speaking of jokes um it another funny thing that uh and we'll get into uh john c Riley's character real quick but uh i do like that richard gear um never calls him the right name until he's in the courtroom Mm -hmm. and he calls like the Andy, Andy at first the, yeah and it's a nice little that's a fun little joke they did there and he finally calls him Amos as he approaches the stand and, and yeah. like and it's it works because like it is him basically like setting John C. Riley up to be like oh Roxy baby I love you yeah. you know take me back or whatever so I mean literally uh, John C. Riley's character in this is a married incel yeah he's a schmuck he's who um gets jokerified it, yeah it literally <laughs> at one point is uh, he's the most just, sympa- it's he's the most sympathetic portrayal we've seen of someone who involuntarily is celibate the the and then becomes the, the jokerified worst, and looks in the mirror and puts makeup on his face yeah the and worst then sings thing that a happens, little song the worst thing that happens to him is definitely uh roxy just being like yeah he sucks to have sex with Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like he seems to be a mecha- like a working mechanic. Uh, maybe he works a little too much. It's unclear because that seems like it's just part of the fucking story that they made up. So yeah, it just seems like John C. Riley was like this guy who's like, yeah, I'll take the heat for you. And then he finds out that it was her furniture salesman, and he's just like, that doesn't make any. Like he's not even mad at her. He's mm-hmm. just like that doesn't. We knew him. Yeah, he's the stu- he's the why, would, stu- why, he's, why is we he a burglar? We're the stupidest boys. He's he's, he's the stupidest fucking boy in the whole city. Um, yeah, at first great. though, he's like, oh, "Honey, I will one hundred percent lie to you that this yeah, man." He's like, "I was do not here care," and mm-hmm. I shot him. And then she's like, "Hey, she just told me to say that." And then the rest of the movie is people just telling him to say things. And then, yeah, and then uh, he's he's then he's he looks in the camera and says, uh, "This is the joke that I wanted to make, which is." Uh, I'm going to become the cellif- Mr. Cellophane. You can you can see th- you can look through me. Uh you can see right through me or whatever. I that, forget the line. That's um that's when they go out and uh they say um they say Amos, uh they're ready for you out there and he says, "Hey, I have one question. <laughs> when you take when you <laughs> When you introduce me, could you call me Mr. Cellophane?" We should And then Mark Maron's like, "Sure." Yeah, we should do a gritty reboot of the joke, like Joker Two, but it is just John C. Riley playing this character going out, and he's like, "What do you get when you cross a criminal justice system?" <laughs> you know, uh, and then well, he just shoots uh, Richard Gere in the face, I guess, well, or so, maybe that judge. I'm not sure. Yeah. So the saddest thing is that uh, that part's actually tr- true. 
Yeah, she like in real life, she just Blue straight. Anon, yeah, after the day after uh, the day after the trial ended with acquittal, Blue Anon, uh, Anan, whatever, announced, "I have left my Adnan husband from uh, cereal." <laughs> That's how he gets a fucking clout. Uh, yeah, she announced, "I have left my husband. He is too slow." In nineteen twenty-six, she claimed that he had deserted her and divorced him. So hard to tell what's going on there, but. Um, it sounds like uh, it's the same thing that happened. So, yeah, let's follow that guy. By the way, uh, Blue uh, Annan, uh, in real life, this all happened when she was, um, what is this, 25, and she died of tuberculosis at 28, which is a fucking yeah. sad ending to Chicago if you take that into account. Um, Belva, though, did live to be 80. Um, Damn. And I think she was guilty because apparently she did um, threaten multiple lovers afterwards uh, that she would kill them. We already said that's that's cool and good. So um, <laughs> that's true. We did say it's a crime, but <laughs> we didn't say it wasn't cool and good. A crime is cool. Yeah. No, that's that's the, the th- one of the lessons of this movie. Think the podcast. Crime Think is the podcast. Cool. The crime is cool. Killing shitty dudes is hot. Yeah. Um, Chicago, killing shitty dudes. Sign. That's what it says on the so sign when you drive in. What do you? I think the the saddest thing about this film to me is uh-huh. definitely the Hungarian lady. Oh who, yeah, his name is Hunya. Hun, Hun, Hungarian. Like that. Yeah, they didn't uh, even give her a name. They just called her Hungarian. Because, like, literally, uh, if you look at the, like. Because her lines are all in Hungarian. Literally, the only thing she says in English is uh-uh, which is not really saying anything and not guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you translate the lines in Hungarian, she just talks about like, yeah, I stumbled like I stumbled into the body. I have no idea what happened. And her case is literally they're like, we don't know what you're saying. Uh, nobody wants to represent you, you fucking murderer. And then they hang her. And like the thing is, is that she definitely is not guilty, or at least the film is portraying it very much as she's not guilty because yeah. during the the cell block tango, everybody else is like, "Yeah, I fucking killed." Uh, Was it somebody said in the chat earlier? If you'd have been there, you'd seen it. You'd have murdered him too. Um, uh, Steven said that earlier. Uh, like. She's the only one that when they do the turnabout there of like. Yeah, I fucking did it. Everybody else pulls out the red handkerchief, and then uh, they're all in like some some weird hot hot BDSM kind of gear. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the only one who pulls out a white handkerchief. Yeah, the and she's like, I didn't do it. Beginning of this movie is really hot and very horny, and then it just becomes funny. It's it gets the, pretty it is, funny quick. It is the it's amazing. I was saying this to Sarah. We watched Hamilton last, a film yeah, that is a sexless film. Uh, like anti-sex to like not by its own fault right like or not no, by, it, not, is, not, it but, is it is very much a movie about um beautiful like women saying to lin-manuel miranda's face i would love to have sex with you yeah you're, and therefore you're the best. everyone's like you're the best person <laughs> i've ever met and they everyone mm-hmm. says that you're the best at everything so you're probably pretty good at fucking what's up there's Alexander a whole song. Hamilton. There's a whole song about a, a person who is not Hamilton's wife being like, "Damn, I wish I had fucked him," but instead I said, Damn. "Yeah, you can fuck my sister." Damn. Yeah, 
and then and, and like uh, my but one because regret of that. is that I did not fuck Lin Manuel Miranda as Alexander mm-hmm. Hamilton. So deeply unhorny film, uh, and then to watch this film, which immediately opens off of just like it's twenty Chicago baby. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fucking. Booze. Everyone's yeah. Fucking. Also, yes. yeah it's amazing they're like so why did you do the murder why did you do the crime and uh then richard gary's just like i was uh lick liquor and jazz you know how it is and everyone's just like yeah that checks out that is what happens when when you mix liquor and jazz it's the toxic well, if you're cocktail. from if you're from south the southern america you're just you're not built for genetically you just don't have the genetics for jazz yeah also i feel like half of the people in this movie um are the people they're based on are from kentucky that's from, I mean, I guess write what you know, you know. Right what you know. Marine Dallas Watkins is from Kentucky. Um, who is it? Balula is from so, Owensboro, so quick, Kentucky. Yeah. Real, real quick rundown then. Yeah. Uh, pop. Pop bubblegum popping. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. Murder over it. popping bubblegum. Makes sense. Good. Good. Agreed. Still a crime, but good. Uh, arsenic lady... Was that a, an affair? I think. Mm, I don't. Maybe, I don't even remember what the maybe setup is. She was is. just bored and wanted to kill him. All right. Cool. Fine. Yeah, fine. She's hot. Uh, not guilty, lady. No, sorry. Uh, another uh, accused of having an affair with the milkman mm-hmm. stabs her husband. Well, it's a, sorry. Her husband ran into the knife uh, ten times or something mm-hmm. like that. that That's happens. fine. That's his fault. You know. On Oops. him. Um, Try being hotter. Not guilty. Yeah. Hungarian woman, yeah, that she she didn't do it. Skip over. So Skip actually, probably pass. the worst of them pass. because she didn't kill kill a hot guy. Yeah, you know, that's, that's not hot shit. That's why she's the only one that dies. That's true. Uh, Velma, who definitely killed her sister and lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, points for killing the lover. I feel like you lose some points for killing your sister. No, no. No, you get you get points. I don't understand. I don't think you lose or get any. I think that's just kind of. And then the lip shits. Yeah, who's lip shits? That's the last lady. I um, because they kept saying that, and I just kept thinking about the uh, psychiatrist <laughs> the from, from the Rugrats. Yeah, I just kept thinking yeah. about same. Yep. Yeah, I just hear that, and I'm like, yeah, isn't it funny that they named the psychiatrist in Rugrats lip shits? Because so. uh, Rugrats was created by um, Scientologists who don't believe in psychiatry. They have a whole episode about Hanukkah, man. I feel like there, there's... Yeah, no, um, Tommy's um, half Jewish, half Scientologist. Okay, that tracks. Sure. Um, I don't remember what Lipschitz did. He probably deserved it. It's fine. So, don't you remember when um, Reptar yeah. goes to space and meets Xenu? <laughs> Some would say that Reptar is maybe Zenu himself. Some, some would say. Um, that's what that Oasis song is about. Some some might say. I don't that's, have anything else okay, there. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to sing it. We'll get DMCA'd. Um, that's going to be not. my excuse anytime you ask me to sing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, This whole film is just about, like, the not even tabloids, because it is, like, real journals like journalism it just sucked in the 20s and it's about like because everybody's chasing the new big story right like that's the whole the whole reason that there's a big fight between velma and um roxy is that uh 
Velma's story kind of loses its steam because like Roxy is the new, the hot, hot new mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and then, then Lucy Liu comes in for a second, having killed three people. Uh, and then Roxy's immediately just like, but I'm pregnant. And they're like, yeah, yeah fuck you. That was great. I was like, holy shit, is this movie about Lucy Liu now? I was like, I didn't even fucking know Lucy Liu was in this. Yeah. And I was she's like, not in it for shit, long. Like Lucy Liu and just like being arrested in just a brawl, you know? And, and like fighting and the cops. It's just kicking a dude she in the fucking shit. nuts immediately. I guess that's what happens when your your parents are like the... They uh, own all the pineapples. United, <laughs> United Fruit Company or whatever. Yeah. All I know is... Her parents that, absolutely <laughs> murdered some like labor union leaders in, in Hawaii. For but sure. But they just skip fucking right over that because uh, Renee Zellweger, Roxy's like... Uh, it falls down. Great move. Fucking brilliant. Just a little fall, and then says, "Oh no, what about the baby? I hope I didn't hurt the baby." And they're like, "A baby, a baby, a baby." And then that, and then they go to the doctor, and I was unclear what happened there because, um, I until the end of the film when she's just like, "Oh yeah, the baby's not real." Mm -hmm. I straight up thought that that doctor, they were just like, (laughs) they took her to a doctor until she got pregnant. (laughs) Like I thought that doctor, like. she fucked that doctor. I'm like pretty sure because he says something about button your fly. But yeah. I thought they were like, we're gonna artificially, well, we're gonna real <laughs> inseminate you with yeah. this doctor. <laughs> no, I think she just did some hand or mouth stuff in exchange for him saying she's that pregnant. She, that but she's I pregnant. thought they were gonna actually make her pregnant. You know, uh, you I can't hand, fake I hand, that. A hand or mouth long. stuff, doctor. You heard it, ear, nose, and throat. How about hand or mouth <laughs> stuff, doctor? Those are the places where uh, they can go. The ear, the nose, are the throat. Uh, Don't think about it too hard, Nick. Things. Let's move on. Um, yeah, I just thought they straight up were like, yeah, we're going to get her pregnant. So I yeah. thought there was like an implication that they yeah. went to that doctor you thought multiple Richard, times until you, it okay. took. You thought Richard Gere was like, come on, Roxy. Roxy? I know you love fucking. That's what got you into this whole situation. Also, that cut at the beginning, I was like, did they just fuck for a whole month? Have they been in that hotel room fucking for the whole month? And McNulty's <laughs> just tired. He's like, don't, also, don't, don't fucking it's touch Valentine's me. Valentine's Day? Good night. Today, good night. That's what he says. Speaking, speaking of fucking for the he whole says, month. He says, good night. I like you. I don't know. Anybody? Um... I, yeah. I'm, I'm just a furniture salesman. I was getting some money that the bass player owed me. Oh, yeah, and then he shoots her, and then the cops are like, he had a, six kids and a wife. And she's like, what a fucking fucking liar. What a piece of shit. Yeah. I knew I was glad I killed him Again, before. I, now I, I'm I doubly firm glad in, I killed him. I'm, I stand firm in my belief that she did nothing wrong there. That dude fucking sucked. What she did was cool and hot, and I support it, but I'm not going to say it's nothing wrong. Okay. Have you even watched The Wire? Mm, no, I Because that dude's been naughty. Um, I don't know anything else that guy's ever been in. Sure. But that's the fucking dude uh, from The Wire. I, I looked him up briefly, and I, I don't remember... Um, the other thing that I wanted to hit on before we wrap up, because it's, it's, we probably, I feel like we're getting there. Um, whatever. Uh, is definitely the courtroom scene. Again, bringing back Richard Gere Which is one? just like the, the, the circus number. Okay, yeah. 
again, bringing back this Richard Gere is like this hot shit lawyer that mm-hmm. is just playing everybody. Um, that was great bringing the like uh, the evidence in, and then him uh, seemingly on the fly defending against this journal that Velma brings up. Oh, that was and, a good move. Um, I liked that. That was a very yeah. good. I liked when he said the audience. I mean, jury. Yes, that's a nice little. That's a nice little thing mm-hmm. they did there. But yeah, that fucking that little uh, twist twist of the diary. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's very good, and and like also immediately clear that it's fake because like Roxy is cool and good. Roxy has not done anything at all in this film to to like show off the vocabulary contained in that diary <laughs> that's a, that's a great thing is that richard gear is like now we all know roxy she's dumb as shit right <laughs> like come do on do you do you know what perjury is <laughs> it's, it's great she doesn't know what that word means erroneous i don't know what that word means i don't even want to say that other word um and then accusing the sorry uh, he does the Cicero thing, um, or Catullus, one of the ancient Roman Latin writers. Or Cicero, whatever. like near Chicago. Yeah, Cicero. Uh, also, where they killed the, where she did it. It all comes um, fucking full circle. Is that a reference? Is that a fucking mytho- mythological maybe. reference, dude? But but he, uh, I think it is Cicero. He does the Cicero thing, where like uh, Cicero would do this thing when he was like talking smack about somebody mm-hmm. where he would just be like I'm not even going to bring up how this guy uh you know cheats on his wife and 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 um hits little kids with his car. I could do that. I'm not going to. I'm above that. Uh let me just attack this guy's argument. But like by bringing it up you're like, "Oh yeah, dude, like yeah. this dude sucks." Does so he does that with the, with the he's like it's like who would do this? Who could do this? That would who be would, ridiculous. Would, That's like, only something you'd read in the headlines. He's like, would I accuse the prosecutor of this? Clearly the work of a lawyer. Uh-huh. I would not do that. Like, yeah. very much like skirting the line of being held contempt uh-huh. of court. And that's how they fucking get you. Because at the end, he's like, hey, Roxy, sorry for uh, for borrowing your diary, but I think you'll appreciate it. And then, I added some sentences. Uh, yeah. so I hope you don't mind the erroneous entries that I added or some shit like that. Yeah, and you're like, you fucking 3D, you 3D chess, slick ass, puppet master, ventriloquist, king. Do you Richard think they got him? Do you think they got him because of Primal Fear? I don't, uh, like, is that a movie or just like the thing? Like, <laughs> like Richard Gere just evokes something in you. Yeah, they got him because of it. The Primal Fear it. No, uh, Primal Fear is the movie in which he uh, defends Edward Norton from being arrested for murdering a priest by basically saying, like, oh, yeah, this guy's insane. And then Edward Norton at the very end is just like, just kidding. I made it all up. I was crazy the entire time. What year did this movie that come out in? 97, I think. Maybe. It was I'd late say, 90s. I'd say they for sure got him because he's not fucking Michael Jackson in 2002. But what do That's I true. know? All I know is Chicago, I'm going to give it um, four hours of listening to Hula Lou while um, a shitty dude dies in front of you out of four. Uh, I'm going to give it five Tommy Guns out of five. Nice. TGs. 
How many machine gun Kellys out of one? Half a machine yeah. gun Kelly. I don't really like that guy. The machine gun is the half that I'd give it. Yeah, no Not Kelly, less the all Kelly. machine gun. <laughs> oh man, that should is, is that his album title? Because that's a know. good album title. I've never listened all to all machine his stuff, gun, no I'm Kelly. Sorry, yeah, all machine gun, no Kelly, and it's just a noise album of guns being fired. Uh, what, I don't know if he killer? watches, but uh, MGK, if you're out there, cut off that K. We got some MG ideas for you. Yeah. Magnum. I don't know if that's what uh, that is. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Nick, do we have anything else you want to hit on, on the, the musical Chicago? Um, Anything else I think we can cover in our, our cabaret episode? Because uh, okay. I feel like some things will come up as we um, learn about fucking... Also mastermind uh, Bob Fosse, who, if you can't get the rights, just live longer than them. Mm-hmm. You, either, uh, you either die not directing a musical or live long enough to buy the rights when it gets foreclosed on by True. the bank. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Not, not personally just yet. Uh Upstairs does have some new music that's coming out soon. Um, I would just tease that there, but I'm not going to say exactly when because we have. I don't think we've announced it. Um, but uh, news will be coming on that in by the end of the month, I believe. Uh, beyond that, I believe we're going to be streaming on Saturday again. Uh, this continuing, I think, with Resident Evil Seven. Um. I don't remember where we are. I think uh, we killed the bug lady who became bugs. I sure don't so. remember where we are, but yeah, you hopefully yeah, with lo- yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully with less oh, MIDI yeah. samples this time. <laughs> Absolutely not. I downloaded a whole bunch of different things. So. God fucking damn. So, okay, well, I wanted to plug my noise project that I do um, Saturdays <laughs> on stream Saturday. while Paul plays video games. <laughs> Uh, just come come hang out. Uh, I'll try and write a song for you if you request it. Um, I don't sing, but I do have a lot of sound effects that include people just kind of yelling things. I provide uh, the vocals, and it's just me getting spooked at um, like a lady growing really long arms, and then yeah. kind of going like yeah. Once once the uh, once places reopen, we are trying to have some live sets in Cincinnati of Paul playing video games while I. Um, try and figure out how a, a, a MIDI controller works next to him. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Um, but hey, until then, don't think too hard without us. And if you go to jail, uh, hopefully you can afford to pay the, the piper. Uh, in this case, Mama Thornton. Billy Flynn does it for the love. Queen Latifah um, is now starring in a uh, reboot of The Equalizer that's going to be, I mm-hmm. think, on CBS. So check that out. They're not paying us. I just I live in singles. Nick just on saw Hulu. the Super Bowl. Com- he saw the Super Bowl ad. Yeah, there were a lot of them. Also, Clarice. What a weird thing that they're doing. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do a reboot of the uh, yeah. Uh, like, of the I want to hear more about those lambs, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you real quick? Do you know what my issue is with Clarice and all the commercials around Clarice? Um. No. 
Okay, first off, they can't mention Hannibal. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because the rights are owned by two different companies. Uh, but the other thing is, in the advertisements, the Death's Head Moth plays a very big part in the advertisement. Like, when she's looking, like, walking through the barn, that she's, like, got three or four moths flying around her. And the thing is, is that in the original Silence of the Lambs movie, the Death's Head Moth is what really gives away uh jame gum because the death's head moth is not native to america at all it is like native to asia and he had to buy it and get it shipped to him and that helps them like kind of pin down where he's located so the fact that there are a bunch of them flying around her inside this barn makes no sense well i think um Watch the NBC Hannibal. It's I, I, good. Feel, I feel like the show is entirely inspired by the movie poster. I don't think there's anything more than that. You know how they made like video game versions of the Sopranos and Fight Club that are just based off the movie poster? That's what we finally get a TV, TV show, TV version that's just hey, that's on to the Lamb movie poster is pretty iconic. Wait, do I get a fucking Mia Wallace backstory TV I'm, show on Amazon Prime? The one thing that I'm interested, I'm not going to watch the show but the thing that i am interested in is they do definitely have a female voice saying hello clarice mm-hmm. so it just seems like they're gonna be like what if hannibal lecter was a girl boss that's interesting Which, that's interesting cool. and i would like to see hannabella um hannabella lecter but also i'm just gonna tell you i think a lot of people say hello clarista to clarice that's also probably I feel true like most people <laughs> But the way it's delivered, the way yeah. it's delivered, I don't know. It we'll sounds see. like it's got a, a little human flesh on the palate. It's yeah, it's uh, it, it reeked of fava beans and Chianti. Uh, sorry, Chianti. He says Chianti. Chianti. He's he's a man of culture. Um, and so are you. Mads Mikkelsen's for, is way for, better for watching. The whole uh, I like Brian Cox's in the 80s uh, <laughs> Gil Grissom starring fucking uh, Manhunter, whatever it's called. Manhunter. Yeah. That's my Hannibal Lecter. Everything else is fucking bullshit. And that's it. Uh, Tom Noonan as uh, um, Francis Dollaride. Yeah. Dollar. He's got dollars for eyes. And speaking of, patreon.com slash theme. Go check out uh, Three Alex Jones and a Baby, one of our secret hidden episodes that you only get if you want to give us a little money, two bucks a month. That's nothing. That's nothing. That's like a bottle of water. Yeah. Which we need because we're dehydrated. Yeah, I ran out of water like an hour ago. I'm dying of thirst. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I already said until next time, don't think too hard without it. So I will use my beeline. Um, uh, you can take off your Thamekin hat, hat now. All the heavy information's gone out the window. I don't. I I can't think of anything. So uh, no, it was put on your. You t- put, put on, on your thinking helmet because we're about to hit you over the head with some knowledge. But this is the end of the episode, so you yeah. take that helmet off. And you you put it right down next to your bed and you go to sleep. No, I kind of like that we're doing like, we got to find a better word for good cop, bad cop. Let's just do good guy, the bad good guy. Cop, bad, like, so like, I'm being good. like the good guy and I'm like, you can take your helmet off. You can take your hat off. It's fine. <laughs> and you're like, no, you keep it on. You, can, you fucking okay, keep that on. Yeah. yeah, you put, you wear that helmet to bed, young man. Or woman or whatever. Um, per- uh, person. Non, non-binary. I don't. I don't think anyone likes the term the, indie. I don't, I don't, uh, no, uh, some people like it, but 
I don't, I want to put that on people. I don't, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, there's a there's whole fucking discourse around whether the, what's, what's hey, the best version you know, of ladies did, and gentlemen did, is not yeah, important. You know we have one, right? You know we have a personalized one for this podcast that is gender thinkies. neutral. Thinkies, thinkies, put on, put on your fucking thinkers. helmet and go to bed. The good guy who loses actually go. <laughs> yeah, you put on your helmet. The person who thinks that Roxy killing the guy is good, put on your helmet and, and go to bed. That's Nick. Okay, no, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta go. Go to bed. I gotta go to bed. Bye. I'm going to sleep as well. Good night.